In a world where we are so easily made to feel like who we are isn't enough, knowing yourself is one of the most empowering and courageous acts of rebellion anyone can make. Knowing yourself means knowing your worth. I want to show you how astrology can help you do this. How astrology can open up ways of getting to know yourself on a cosmic level. Bridging Astrology is a podcast featuring astrological insights, updates, deep dive conversations, and practical resources all aimed to help ground us in the wisdom of astrology. You don't have to study the stars for lifetimes to tap into their wisdom. It's about drawing our own connections between us and the sky. Join me on this journey as we build our own bridge to astrology. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Bridging Astrology. This is a follow-up episode from my last week's episode, um, all about my Saturn return and 30 lessons that I had learned in my 30 years. So with this episode, my intention is to do a deeper dive on Saturn returns themselves and to give you an explanation of, you know, if you're going through your Saturn return right now, or if your Saturn return is coming up, or if you've already gone through your Saturn return, just some facts all about um, this experience itself, a little bit about Saturn itself. And uh, yeah, just to do a, a deep dive and get into the raw astrology of Saturn. So the way that I want to structure this episode is first I want to break down a little bit of facts about Saturn, um, taking a look at some of the astrological and astro astronomical significations of Saturn, um, some of the themes that are associated with Saturn, and uh, a bit of the comparisons and contrasts to these themes. And then we'll go into some key concepts about Saturn return itself, um, you know, the things that you can expect during a Saturn return, how to work with the Saturn return in your chart and how to work with Saturn specifically in your chart, and some remediations for getting through your Saturn return alive. <laughs> just kidding. You'll make it. You'll be fine. Before we jump in, I just want to do a bit of housekeeping. If you haven't already, um, please subscribe. And if you are able to, if you're feeling called to uh, rate and review on whatever platform you're listening this to, I would so greatly appreciate it. Any support that you can provide is is amazing. And uh, it goes a long way. It goes a longer way than what you think. So <laughs> I haven't published to YouTube quite yet. Um, I feel like I may just be sticking to a podcast platform for the next little while as I get some uh, filming technicalities sorted out of the way. So um, if you had been listening to the podcast on YouTube, I'm sorry, 
I hope that one of these platforms that my podcast is available on will do so. Any hoozles, without further ado, let's jump right into it. So, starting off with some basic facts about Saturn itself. Um, Saturn would be the sixth planet in our solar system, furthest away from the sun, if you're counting the Earth. Um, Saturn is famously known for his beautiful rings that uh, you can see using a telescope. Although, fun fact, he is not the only planet that has rings. Saturn has a 29 to 30 year orbit around the sun. Um, So it takes approximately 29 and a half years to do one full revolution uh, around and spends about two and a half years in each zodiac sign. Saturn rules the signs of Capricorn and Aquarius traditionally. Um, Although in modern astrology, Saturn does share rulership of Aquarius with the planet Uranus. Saturn is the last of the outer planets that are visible using just the naked eye. Um, So before the invention of the telescope, all we thought there was was Saturn and nothing beyond that. So because of this, um, ancient cultures considered Saturn to often be synonymous with limitations and boundaries. Although sometimes technically we are able to actually see Uranus, um, the next planet in line, with the naked eye, but under special conditions. Saturn is the second largest planet in our solar system, with Jupiter being the largest of numbers Saturn rules the number eight of colors he is ruling black of the days of the week he rules Saturday kind of obvious that one Saturday Saturn day of parts of the body Saturn rules legs bones teeth joints general bone density um, skin hair and the gallbladder of medical conditions, Saturn typically rules over chronic long-term illnesses, um, even going as far as to say the cellular structure or the architecture of our DNA strands and our genetics. Of metals, he rules lead. Of stones, he rules onyx, jet, and black diamond. And This one's not super official, but um, typically of the elements, Saturn is a mixture of air and earth. So those are just some key basic facts about Saturn. Now diving into some themes about Saturn and some astrological significations that come along with this planet. So most, the most known themes, um, that come to mind when we think of Saturn are all around responsibility, hard work, discipline, commitment, um, austerity, Uh, but he also rules authority and boundaries and limitations, uh, law and consequence, the rules of society that uphold our law and order. 
Saturn is also very synonymous with the concept of karma and reaping the rewards of the hard work that you put in, reaping what you sow. Um, So with that, you know, if you do put hard work in, you will reap the benefits. And if you don't put hard work in, you will also reap the results of that. Saturn also has a lot to do with maturity and uh, coming into our own age and old age, actually, um, as a concept and time, really. One of the nicknames for Saturn is Father Time. Another theme is accountability and taking ownership over the roles that we play, Um, a sense of internal ownership of our external contributions. When it comes to um, building skills and refining skills and habits, this is also under the domain of Saturn. Um, A sense of tenacity and resiliency can be seen with with this planet. Themes of self-sufficiency and self-control, self-possession, taking ownership of one's own self, one's own being. Um, A lot of the prefixes uh, that have to do with self because Saturn is is so much about um, an individuation process coming into our own. So a lot of the things that, that begin with self can be seen under Saturn. We can also typically say that words that have a st sound at the beginnings um, can be related to Saturn. Saturn, so st. Words such as stasis, stuck, stagnation, steady, sternness, stowing, stabbing, stark, steps or stairs, uh, steep, a stinging, stock, taking stock, um, stakes, what we stake, things at stake. Stages, uh, starve, steam, statue, the solidity of a statue, um, status, starry and stars, steering, staggering, a stampede. All of these words um, and their themes can be uh, seen with Saturn. And I also wanted to just read to you um, the excerpt from the book Cosmos and Psyche by Richard Tarnas and uh, his section on Saturn and the delineations that he lists here about Saturn because I I think it's such a accurate all-encompassing summary of what this planet is really all about and the essence of this planet. So, in the book, Richard writes, Saturn is the principle of limit, structure, contraction, constraint, necessity, 
hard materiality, concrete manifestation, time, the past, tradition, age, maturity, mortality, the ending of things, gravity and gravitas, weightiness, that which burdens, binds, challenges, fortifies, deepens, the tendency to confine and constrict, to separate, to divide and define, to cut and shorten, to negate and oppose, to strengthen and forge through tension and resistance, to rigidify, to repress, to maintain a conservative and strict authority, to experience difficulty, decline, deprivation, defect and deficit, defeat, failure, loss, alienation, the labor of existence, suffering, old age, death, the weight of the past, the workings of fate, character, karma, the consequences of past action, error and guilt, punishment, retribution, imprisonment, the sense of no exit, pessimism, inferiority, inhibition, isolation, oppression and depression, the impulse and capacity for discipline and duty, order, solitude, concentration, conciseness, thoroughness and precision, discrimination and objectivity, restraint and patience, endurance, responsibility, seriousness, authority, wisdom, the harvest of time, effort and experience, the concern with consensus reality, factual concreteness, conventional forms and structures, foundations, boundaries, solidity and stability, security and control, rational organization, efficiency, law, right and wrong, judgment, the superego, the dark, cold, heavy, dense, dry, old, slow, distance, the Senex, Kronos, the stern father of the gods. So with all of these delineations in this book, um, one can get, I'm hoping one can get a solid idea of what this planet Saturn really is all about and how it functions in transit and how it influences um, transits and how it influences one's birth chart and the role that it plays in one's birth chart. Um, and, and in those delineations as well, we can definitely see how Saturn rules both Capricorn and Aquarius. We have a mixture of, um, you know, Capricornian and Aquarian traits all within there. Um, so I thought the, the next section that I did want to go into is taking a little bit more of a deeper investigation into the two sides of Saturn and how one side is a little bit more Capricorn and then the other is Aquarian and how the summation of both really form what Saturn is all about. And just to 
sidebar, the reason why I am going into all of these delineations about Saturn before getting into Saturn return in specific is because I find that the more one is able to understand the essential archetypes and archetypal themes of a planet, um, the better you're able to grasp what the experience may be like when the Saturn planet returns back to um, its place in the sky that it was at, at the time of one's birth, and how that cycle, that transit, um, may apply to one's life, and some of the themes that may come up during that time um, are all these themes that have to do with Saturn. So, Understanding the essence will help you to uh, get a clearer picture of what this Saturn return is all about. So looking at the the Capricorn side of Saturn, um, Capricorn is symbolized by the sign of the sea goat. Um, a lot of the time, we assume that it's just the goat, but it's actually a sea goat. So the upper body of a goat and the tail of a dolphin, which really speaks to the um, the essence of Capricorn in a sense of there is a lot of hard work and dedication involved with that sign, but it's all driven by inspiration and passion and play and exuberance. So um, in particular, Capricorn is associated with work ethic, tradition, practicality, um, dedication, steadfastness, um, a sense of being supported, um, you know, just Looking at the animal archetype of, of Capricorn, the mountain goat, the goat lives in the rough terrains of the mountain. No one really does that willingly to themselves, <laughs> except the goat, who knows that they can handle it. They can handle the challenges and the um, difficulties of living in such a terrain and has a nimbleness, a uh, an intuition almost which I think speaks to the, the dolphin side of Capricorn. Um, there's an intuition when it comes to scaling a mountain, um, a quickness in the way that it thinks about what step to jump onto next, and um, a knowingness of what mountains it, it will actually be able to climb with success. Um, success and appearing successful is often... Um, a value of Capricorn. So a, a mountain goat won't start jumping on a, a mountain that it knows it won't be able to climb to completion. So there's there's definitely a discernment with the sign of Capricorn. Um, and in particular, I feel it, it speaks to Saturn's title of, of being Father Time. There's a discernment that comes from wisdom, that's passed down through time um, or even passed down through uh, rules and laws and regulations and 
uh, a sense of honoring and embracing those those rules and traditions because of the recognized wisdom that's inherent within them. There's also a theme of working to be a part of the status quo and to be accepted and recognized for your hard work and for your dedication. Now dipping into the Aquarian side of Saturn and I think this also speaks to why Aquarius shares modern rulership between Saturn and Uranus um, because it's, it's really a nice summation of both of these planets' themes. One of my favorite astrologers, uh, Andrea Michelle, um, in a presentation that she did, there's a, a line that she said that um, I'm not too sure where she got it from, but it's perfect to describe Aquarius. Dare to be you with me. There's an individuality, a uniqueness to Aquarius um, that really speaks to what this sign is all about. Um, and in the ways that it is Saturnian, it it's it's really has a lot to do with making your own rules, making your own boundaries, making your own flow, breaking the tradition that is so heavily honored in in Capricorn and making your own tradition, thinking for yourself and not necessarily following what the crowd is doing. Um, there's a sense of objectivity with Aquarius and an impersonalization. That's one of a, it's a very Aquarian thing to be a lover of people and love humanity and only want the best for humanity. But when it comes to interacting one-on-one, that's where Aquarians tend to get a little detached and it's not necessarily their cup of tea. When speaking about the wisdom that's passed down through rules and laws and regulations, Aquarius is all about reworking those outdated old structures and and recognizing where they no longer serve and where they are expired and may actually be doing a lot more harm than good by sticking to what has always been. A sense of divine disruption to the status quo. Aquarius is very much about freedom, a sense of freedom there's an erratic, fluctuating, um, sporadic way that Aquarius goes about establishing this freedom. Aquarius is also very much about hopes and dreams for the future. I think now getting into the process of Saturn return, we can very much see how Saturn returns are about this journey um, from simply hoping and dreaming and wishing for things to actualizing them and committing to them and committing to the continued effort of working towards our goals. Now with that, we can start jumping into some 
key concepts about Saturn return itself. As I mentioned um, in my last episode, Saturn return, what does that term actually mean? Um, So essentially, Saturn is making a revolution around the sun and and as I mentioned at the top of the episode, it takes about 29 and a half years for Saturn to complete one full revolution. And so every 29 and a half years, Saturn makes one full revolution around and returns back to the same place in the sky that it was at at the time of your birth. And when this happens, it's the completion of a cycle, the beginning of a new cycle, and it's in particular to your Saturn cycle. Now, Saturn returns are, across the board, can have um, very much some some common themes, Um, but everyone's Saturn return is different. Everyone's Saturn return is highly individual and dependent on the condition of Saturn in your birth chart, um, whether you have a day or a night chart will make a difference. So simply meaning if you were born during the day and where the sun was above the horizon, or if you were born at night and the sun was below the horizon, Saturn has a little bit more um, dignity if you have a night chart. Um So that has an influence on your Saturn return. Uh, The other transits that are happening within your chart will flavor your Saturn return um, and formulate the journey that you go on as you experience this uh, rough two and a half-ish year process. Um, Some astrologers consider the beginning of your Saturn return to be the moment that Saturn enters the sign of your natal Saturn. So for example, right now, Saturn is is in the sign of Aquarius. So if you have your Saturn in Aquarius, your Saturn return would have started last year when Saturn entered the sign of Aquarius. And again, it takes Saturn about two and a half years or so to make its way through one sign. So that's why you would be able to feel the effects of Saturn for about two and a half-ish years um, with some peak points occurring when Saturn makes its way over your natal Saturn. That same degree of whatever sign whenever he passes over. Some people will experience this pass of Saturn only once, um, but if Saturn goes retrograde, then you would get a triple hit. So you would get the first initial pass of transiting Saturn over your natal Saturn. And then when he turns retrograde, he would move back over your natal Saturn. And then when he starts to go direct again, he would move back over your natal Saturn for a third and final time. Um, Some say that this triple hit is actually a little bit easier to experience than just the one pass through um, because you have a almost a breakdown of stages where 
you get the first initial hit being the reveal, um, the second hit being almost like a reflection and a revision, and then the third and final hit being the completion of the process. Whereas if you had Saturn pass over your natal Saturn only once, you're getting all three of these things happening all at the same time and maybe a little bit more intense. So anywho, some key concepts that make up what a Saturn return is really all about. Um, it's, it's really, to me, it's like a rite of passage. It is a basic formation of your sense of self, uh, an individuation process, and um, a coming of age, coming into a new stage of your life, a new chapter of your life, a formation of a new version of yourself based on all of the experiences and lessons that you have learned and lived through up until this point. Saturn return happens at around ages 29 to 30, again, as it takes 29 and a half years to do one full orbit. Um, you will have one Saturn return at age 29 to 30, the next Saturn return at it around age 59 to, th to 60. And then if you live until this long, you would then have a third Saturn return at around age 89 to 90. Um, the first Saturn return is typically the most intense and significant of the Saturn returns that you would experience throughout your lifetime because it really is, again, about this formation of who you are as an individual. And there's so much happening in and around these ages, so many changes that we're going through before this. And because it's the first return, it's almost like this is the first taste of adulthood. This is the first taste of us getting to know what life is like when we're doing it on our own. It really is like an initiation into adulthood. Um, a culmination or a fruition of our life and all again all of the things that we've been through and the lessons that we've learned up until this point so in preparation for this episode I was doing a bit of research of course to um, get some of these uh, key concepts and significations down so I can really give you guys a well-rounded uh, overview of Saturn and Saturn return so one of the first um, quotes that I had found was from Barbara Handclough's book, Astrology and the Rising of Kundalini. And she writes, Saturn return activates the process you need in order to discover and facilitate the purpose of your life. 
so I think that it's really speaking in in one line. It's it's a really good summary of what Saturn return is all about. There was an article that I had found from Lisa Scheim uh, from astro.com, her article titled Saturn and Sect. Um, and Lisa writes, the Saturn return is often described in one of two manners, as a time of great achievements and pinnacles, and alternatively as a time of great obstacles and difficulties. And so I, I think here this is a nice way to see how Saturn return isn't always bad. Saturn return isn't always difficult. Some people go through their Saturn returns and skate right on through. <laughs> and they don't necessarily find that it was a hard thing to have to deal with. Um, whereas for others, it is completely earth shattering and it changes the way that they live their lives forevermore. I do think that Saturn return does, you know, change everyone's life from that point on, regardless if it's a easy or difficult experience. Um, but again, I, you, the way that someone experiences their Saturn return will highly depend again on the condition of Saturn, as well as if that individual has been, quote unquote, doing the work, doing the work that Saturn has asked all of us to do. And what work that is, I'll get into in just a little bit. It, uh, it is individual. But uh, that is why Saturn has so much to do with karma. And um, one of its key themes is karma is because it's truly about reaping what you sow and reaping the benefits of the seeds that you planted and whether you're tending to those seeds or you're just letting them die, <laughs> letting them starve. But uh, yeah, Saturn, Saturn returns. While Saturn may be the main character of your Saturn return story, it is not the whole story. Um, as I mentioned, the other planets in your birth chart, uh, the ones that are being activated through various transits throughout the, your time of your Saturn return are, are also going to heavily influence how you experience your Saturn return. You can think of the other planets as the supporting characters in Saturn's play, with Saturn being the main the main character having the main role on stage. In traditional mythology, Saturn is associated with Kronos. Kronos was, in Greek mythology, um, the son of Uranus, who is the star god, um, representative of heaven and, and the sky and the heavens, and Gaia, Earth. And the mythology of, of Cronus is that at the instruction of his mother, Gaia, he had castrated his father, Uranus, with his scythe. After uh, his father's castration, he then became the king of the Titans and had children with uh, one of his sisters, Rhea. 
Cronus had been warned that one of his children would eventually overthrow him. Um, and so in, in anticipation of that, Cronus had swallowed all of his children. Um, when Zeus was born, synonymous with the planet Jupiter, Rhea, his mother, had tricked Cronus into swallowing a stone that was wrapped up in a blanket as opposed to Zeus himself. And so when Zeus had been uh, had grown up, he forced Cronus to regurgitate all of his siblings and was defeated by Zeus. So there's a lot <laughs> that comes out of that myth. Um, we can see, again, um, some of the themes that stick out quite obviously with, uh, for example, Saturn and Kronos being the father, the father archetype. Um, in, in reading one's chart, it can often point to a father figure or the father of somebody, but thinking of the role that a father plays in one's life, um, you know, establishing rules and regulations and having a sense of authority over you. And so when it comes to one Saturn return, we can recognize how there is this uh, calling for us to almost father ourselves and become our own father, become our own parent, establish our own rules for living. Um, recognizing the rules and the laws and the habits that we've inherited in our lifetime. Um, and sifting through them and kind of discerning which ones are necessary to uh, honor and uphold them and and that they're, they still serve a purpose and what other ones are actually limiting us and doing a disservice to us and actually preventing us from growing further or even damaging us and harming us. It's all about how we establish our own sense of control over our lives and truly becoming aware of the unconscious thought patterns that are so habituated and ingrained in us that form our reality and form the way that we see the world and the way that we live and conduct ourselves. And throughout our Saturn return, no matter how the experience goes for you, Ultimately, you feel like you need to find a balance between control and freedom, breaking free from what we feel has been limiting us and exploring our relationship with limitations and finding the limit of our limitations. Saturn returns can often feel very lonely and isolating and cold and dark and that's why it's it's often seen as a very difficult time because it's 
it's such a individual process and it's a process that is necessary for our growth and we realize that the things that we're learning during our Saturn return are things that no one else can do for us. It really is about us coming into our own and establishing our own sense of authority and our own sense of um, our own sense of control. We recognize what our limitations are, and that helps us to understand our reality better. It helps us to understand what is and what isn't. And what provides us with a sense of structure to actually work within. A quote that comes from Amy Herring's book, Essential Astrology. When we're able to see what we can't do, it often helps us to begin the work of doing what we can. The lessons that we learn through our Saturn return are lessons that last a lifetime and they are only things that we are able to learn through experience there are certain things that you know we we are taught throughout our childhood and adolescence but nothing compares to the lessons that Saturn teaches us when we hit this pivotal point in our life And these are lessons that only come through experience and allows us to really appreciate the value of experience itself. Nothing teaches us more quickly than difficult and challenging and frustrating experiences. From the author um, and very renowned astrologer Liz Green, Um, wrote a book entirely on Saturn. And so I was able to pull a lot of good uh, excerpts from her book. One of them being, Discipline brings joy. Suffering brings wisdom. Integrity, morality, and self-awareness bring freedom and competence. Where we struggle is where we eventually shine. And so I think this really speaks to um, the process that Saturn puts us through. The difficulties that we experience throughout our Saturn return are the things that ultimately will be some of our greatest accomplishments and achievements in life. Liz Green goes on to write, Saturn symbolizes a psychic process as well as a quality or kind of experience. He is not merely a representative of pain, restriction, and discipline. He is also a symbol of the psychic process natural to all human beings, by which an individual may utilize the experience of pain, restriction, and discipline as a means for greater consciousness and fulfillment. By his sign and house position, Saturn denotes the areas of life in which the individual is likely to feel thwarted in his self-expression, where he is most likely to be frustrated or meet with difficulties. Saturn seems to correspond with painful circumstances which appear not to be connected with any weakness or flaw in part of the person himself, but which merely happen, 
thereby earning the planet the title Lord of Karma. This rather depressive evaluation remains attached to Saturn despite a most ancient and persistent of teachings, which tell us that he is a dweller of the threshold, the keeper of the keys to the gate, and that it is, it is through him alone that we may achieve eventual freedom through self-understanding. I think this really speaks to Saturn's role that that he plays in um, the process of, of us getting to know ourselves on the deepest level. That's why I think it's such an individuation process. It's such a rite of passage. Um, you know, putting it in a more practical, tangible sense, a lot of the times, and, and you know, again, if you've, if you've been through your Saturn return already or if you're approaching your Saturn return or if you're in the midst of the Saturn return, um, you'd be able to recognize that the things that you are experiencing or have experienced or, um, you know, you may feel are, are coming up for you are, are things that are forever changing the way that you see yourself as an individual. It really is a maturation process. And so some of the things that uh, that people may go through throughout Saturn Return is shifts in the foundation and the structure of the way that you live. So um, whether you are getting into a significant relationship and creating a new life together, or you are ending a relationship, or you've had a relationship end on you, and that's changing the way that you're living. Um, you're starting a new job, or you're leaving an old job. Um, you're buying a house, or you're moving, or picking up and going somewhere and traveling, or doing something significant and grand and potent and impactful these are are common things that that you can see um, happen to somebody during their Saturn return and the challenges that we go through during this time are are both physiological and psychological they are an internal and external process. It's not just something that happens around us. It's something that happens to us or for us or something that we initiate that stems from such a subconscious level. Liz Green writes, Because Saturn is the last of the planets visible to the naked eye, Saturn structures our life as well as the end of our life and our ability to transcend our life into higher consciousness. These themes can be seen represented even further in the rings of Saturn, which contain the planet itself. Um, that's, yeah, just speaking really quickly on Saturn, the physical makeup of the planet itself. Um, Saturn, Saturn's rings are the most easily visible to us. And it just goes to speak to the themes of boundaries and constriction and restraint and um, all that that Saturn rules is contained within. It is a container. That's also why Saturn rules 
uh, in medical astrology, things like the bones and the skin and the teeth, the foundational things that hold us up and keep us together. When we think of Saturn returning to his natal position in your in your birth chart, it's the completion of a cycle. It's the completion of this archetype of individual structure and the journey that it's been on, this 29 and a half year journey that it's been on since the moment you were born. And this is why the first Saturn return is the most pivotal and significant because it really is the initial establishment of the individual and all of the messy processes that come from the completion of a cycle. It's the ending of things. Things are changing. Things are going to change during this time. And it could be, again, really challenging. It could be a breeze. (laughs) Depends really how well you cope with change and deal with change. And uh, Saturn will put you to the test. That's where we see the themes of judgment come through with, with Saturn. It's almost like Saturn can be seen as a, a judge or um, even a teacher or like a principal, you know, grading you on how well you've been doing and handing you back your mark and you having to contend with it no matter what it is. Um, and that... That image of, you know, getting a test back and dealing with whatever grade we get is very, very representative of um, kind of the, the theme of Saturn return in general. It's, it's us getting our first test grades back of life. And whether we've studied or not, whether we've done our homework, will determine on what grade we get. Liz Green goes on to write, Human beings do not earn free will except through self-discovery, and they do not attempt self-discovery until things become so painful that they have no other choice. So, again, some of the things that we go through during our Saturn return can be things that are out of our control and will put um, our resiliency to the test and how we deal with change and contend with change, or the changes that occur can be self-initiated um, out of circumstance of feeling like something has to change. And it's so true what she writes. We, human beings don't like change. <laughs> we don't like change. We don't like dealing with things that are different. Uh, we like things that are the same and comfortable and known. That's why habits are formed. That's how complacency happens. That's that's how we function. That's how we learn. That's how we, uh, that's how, how, how we make things easier for ourselves. But when things become too easy and that ease actually becomes a hindrance and a disservice is when we are the ones to initiate change. Liz Green also writes, the unconscious side of a human being always strives for wholeness and integration and will work through whatever channels the conscious man makes available. It is only when his unconscious ideas of what is right or suitable come into direct conflict with the underlying path that he is unconsciously following 
that real pain begins. And this is usually the gnawing inner pain of a sense of futility and purposelessness. And this is actually one of the, um, another theme that is brought up during uh, Saturn return and can cause one to initiate their own sense of change is purpose. And a lot of people report that this feeling of not having a purpose is often what drives them to initiate whatever changes they, they, uh, they go through. It is quite detrimental to the psyche of a human being to not have a sense of purpose and not have a sense of what we're working towards. Um, if we feel useless in life and we feel like we're not really doing anything that's that's of worth, it really makes one get into a, a darker headspace and will inevitably cause one to question their purpose in life and the purpose of life itself, which is unfortunately a risk for one to become quite depressed and, uh, you know, get stuck in this dark headspace, which is, is something that, uh, again, can very much paint the way that one experiences their Saturn return. It can very well be a challenging, dark, depressive time for some because we are met with this uh, realization of the whole picture of our life, of time and how fleeting it is and how limited our life is because it's occurring around the age of 30 as well. You know, we've gone through our childhood, we've gone through our teens, we've gone through our 20s, and we've hit this point now where we're like, oh shit, we're 30 years old. Time to get serious about things. Time to stop playing around. There's there's a lot more at risk. There's um, a lot less room for not to say that we can't ever make mistakes because mistakes are how we learn, but typically the mistakes that we make now come at a higher cost. Liz Green also writes, We may feel a sense of duty in the area Saturn governs in our chart, but we can choose to respond by ignoring it, grudgingly accepting it, or taking it on and making it our own. When we choose the latter, we are taking control. We accept obligations we feel naturally inclined toward. In this process, it becomes important to distinguish between socially or culturally imposed guilt and obligation versus our own sense of internal duty, or else resentment, not accomplishment, will be our reward. So no matter how we approach our Saturn return, the approach is always in aims of gaining control. And in order to gain control, certain things may need to end. Certain things may need to experience a form of destruction and death. Liz Green writes, Often this destructiveness is connected with guilt and fear, 
and this is one side of Saturn's expression. Equally, often behind the guilt and fear, there lies another purpose which is perhaps wiser and more meaningful a path than the one which conscious man has chosen. Usually, all that is seen is destructiveness. It has often been termed evil and given personification as an external energy or person known as Satan, who is, of course, very close to Saturn, complete with the hooves and horns of Capricorn the goat. The nature of this conflict between conscious and unconscious, dark and light, is neither good nor evil. It is necessary for growth because out of it comes eventual integration and greater consciousness. And I think this is a beautiful summation of of the Saturn returns in general. It, it really is, you know, it speaks to the objectivity of Saturn and removing yourself from passing judgment on whether something is good or evil or dark or light. It is, it is just it. It is. It is a necessity. It is the process of integration and maturation and reaching new heights of awareness about ourselves and new states of higher consciousness. And that is ultimately what Saturn is asking us to do. That Saturn's role, that Saturn's purpose is to achieve higher states of awareness, individuation, and integrity and consciousness. So making this a little bit more individualized and personal to you and how you can discover more about your Saturn return, there are a few things that you need to look at right off the bat. Um, Now, if you have never seen your birth chart before, you can go online and look up a a birth chart calculator either through astro.com or my favorite is astroseek.com. Um, you'll just need to know, obviously you'll know your birth date and location. And if you know your birth time, it will definitely give you a more granular and um, descriptive uh, diagnosis. <laughs> of of Saturn in your chart Um, so when you do pull up your chart you'll look for Saturn you'll be able to see what sign Saturn is residing in because that will be the way that Saturn expresses itself in your chart and the way that Saturn expresses through you it's going to be flavored through that the archetype of that zodiac sign. Now, if you know your birth time and you input your birth time into your chart calculation, you'll also be able to pull up and see what's known in astrology as the houses. And the houses just simply represent the areas of life in which these events occur. So, 
first thing you're looking at is what sign Saturn is residing in. And then the second thing would be what house Saturn is sitting in, in your chart. That is going to make it that much more individual to you because not only will you be able to see the way that Saturn is expressing itself through the zodiac sign, but where Saturn is expressing itself and what area of life is truly being activated through your Saturn return. The last thing I can suggest um, to look at would also be what houses do the signs of Aquarius and Capricorn govern in your chart? So if you have Saturn natally already in Capricorn or Aquarius, then you're looking at a little bit less. But say you have Saturn in the sign of Sagittarius or Cancer or whatever sign. You'll also want to take a look at the houses that Sa- that uh, excuse me that Aquarius and Capricorn are sitting in, because those two houses will also be active, and will also probably play a supporting, uh, underlying role in your Saturn return. The placement of Saturn in one's chart is going to be indicative of the work that one needs to do as well as the nature of the rewards that one will receive from doing that work. And I had mentioned this earlier, but also depending on your chart sect. So if you have a day chart or a night chart, if you were born during the day or born during the night, will also influence and speak to the condition of Saturn and will modify your experience with Saturn return. From... Amy Herring's book, Essential Astrology, she writes, Saturn's placement in your chart represents where you may experience a sense of being blocked or limited, where you'll need to apply yourself steadily in order to see gains. Some limitations can leave us feeling like there is no way to achieve something, but it's often this limitation that turns us back on ourselves forcing us to summon the self-discipline and tenacity required for success. And uh, I'm not going to get into it now because this is going to double the length of this episode, but um, I will eventually do uh, some episodes that go into more detail about the houses and what each house uh, rules, what area of life each house rules. But just as a brief example, um, You know, if Saturn is sitting in your first house, the house of the self, then it's going to be a huge individuation process. Saturn return for you is going to be truly about how you relate to yourself and how you establish yourself and how you establish your own sense of self-authority and self-governance. If Saturn is sitting in your third house of communication and short distance travel and community and neighbors and siblings, then you'll likely have these Saturn return themes play out in just that, in in the way that you connect immediately to those around you, the people that you see on a day-to-day basis the way that you are making connections to your immediate environment, uh, 
if Saturn is sitting in your seventh house, the house of relationships and relating to others, then your relationships may undergo a significant uh, change and be impacted by your Saturn return. If it's sitting in your 10th house, the house of career, then you will likely see a lot of changes occurring in your professional life and uh, your job. You can start a new job or uh, leave an old job or start a new business or, you know, the way that your legacy is left um, will be impacted by Saturn's return and so on and so forth. As I mentioned earlier in the episode, a lot of these Saturn return key concepts have the prefix of the self because it's representing these things that no matter what area of life it's happening in our chart, these are the things that we have to do on our own because no one else can do it for us. These are truly things that we need to make happen for ourselves. We need to contend with for ourselves. We need to remediate and rationalize for ourselves. Yes, we can, of course, reach out for support and help and seek guidance and assistance, but no one is going to be able to do the work for us. And that phrase, do the work, is so often all about what Saturn is and and Saturn returns are about. And this is also why the experience of Saturn return is often a very lonely uh, time and can make us feel isolated and contending with, with loneliness and isolation and learning how to be on our own, learning how to be alone constructively. It's, I feel it's truly a part of, of growing up. And that's why Saturn is the planet of, of maturation and time and aging and the aging process. And when we can understand uh, the rules and the limitations and the ethics and the ways that we've been living and all of the wisdom that we've come from, the rules and the boundaries that our parents had set up for us in childhood, that recognition that this is an aging process is what we must accept and will help us to step better into the responsibility of setting our own limitations for ourselves and making our own rules for our life. The condition uh, that Saturn is in in our charts will point to the roadblocks that we will likely experience in our life. And these roadblocks will come to a peak point during our Saturn return And uh, these are the roadblocks that are inhibiting our growth, that are keeping us stuck in the way that we've been and um, are limiting us from developing further consciously and subconsciously and points to the changes that we need to make to any sort of outdated rules and systems and values and beliefs so that we can become unstuck. And we can make our own beliefs and choose our own rules. Some questions that we can ask ourselves and um, 
if you're journaling, some of the things that you can journal on when it comes to our Saturn return. What are the challenges that I fear facing due to a feeling of inadequacy or a lack of necessary skills? Where do I lack patience or commitment? Where do I allow myself to easily release commitment and forego being dedicated? Where have I given away my authority and how can I reclaim it? What behaviors or attitudes have been keeping me stuck and preventing me from growing? And how would perseverance in changing these habits pay off for me? And so lastly, I'll end the episode with some remediations for Saturn return and, and some, uh, some things to think about that may help make this process of Saturn return a little bit easier. When we are able to recognize that this process of Saturn return is about karma and paying off debts, it's putting in the hard work to get to a better place. It's paying off debts to find the path into the lighter way of being. We can learn to practice patience and calmness through physical means to create a somatic state of understanding. So things like yoga or breath work or meditation, things that involve the physical body that have a a significant impact on the non-physical body. These are the things that help build resilience and these are the kind of practices that allow us to better face challenges and difficulties. Often easier said than done, but if we are able to find the silver lining in the clouds. And if we're able to maintain some sort of positive outlook on life in recognition of knowing that the challenges that we're going through now are working for us and they're not meant to be working against us. It's life helping us just as a father figure would help a child learn by putting them through certain challenges that they know are good for them. They're not trying to cause harm or grief or strife. It's looking at the big picture and recognizing that these things are helping us to develop who we are and live up to our highest potential. And if we're able to ask the question, why? Why is this happening? Without a sense of futility, of despair, of victimization. Not asking, oh, why is this happening to me? Why me? Not taking that approach, but an approach of curiosity. 
why might I be going through these things right now? What is the greater purpose behind all of these challenges? That would help us find a better understanding, a greater sense of understanding of these experiences that we're going through. And I personally found that to be one of the biggest remedies for any tough times that I've been going through my Saturn return is finding the understanding as to why I'm going through all of these difficult things, why I'm being pulled through the ringer. (laughs) It's not all for nothing. It's not, there is a greater meaning behind all of it. There always is. And when we can recognize the meaning behind it, we can use these experiences of our suffering to see the deeper meaning of our own lives as a whole. We can find an understanding uh, that these difficult experiences we face have all been attracted to us through some mysterious power of our unconscious psyche. We've subconsciously called in these experiences for ourselves because we know that these are the lessons that we need to learn and these are the types of experiences and circumstances wherein we can learn them best. We do not consciously create these circumstances, but we are a co-creator in it. And if we can identify the situations where we are placing blame on external influences... And again, playing the victim. Once we can identify where we're doing that, we can then better try to take back our power over it and accept our responsibility in its formation. I'm going to end this episode with one last quote from Liz Green's Saturn. She writes, The duality which a man finds within himself below the threshold of consciousness is usually very disturbing, for we are likely to forget that anything standing in the light casts a dark shadow. God and Satan, whether they have objective existence or not, most definitely exist as impulses within the human psyche, but they are not what they first appear to be. There is no fast and easy method of making a friend of Saturn. In many ways, the ancient art of alchemy was dedicated to this end, for the base material of alchemy, in which lay the possibility of gold, was called Saturn. And this base material, as well as having a concrete existence, was also considered to be the alchemist himself. Modern psychology, which is paralleling more and more the alchemist, also seeks to make a friend of Saturn, although here he is called by the other names. But if one is persistent it is possible to extract the gold. And in the end, one may find that if the effort is made, that Saturn has a sense of humor after all, when we have become subtle enough to understand his irony. And that's it, I think. I think there's definitely... So much more that can be said about Saturn and Saturn returns. Um, But I did want to give quite a comprehensive overview of Saturn himself and the nature of Saturn return. And again, just to reiterate, it is 
going to be very individual to you and your birth chart. This is not necessarily a blanket statement for every single Saturn return, but these are just some of the things that one can expect from this stage of life. So if you have any questions, um, if you'd like to connect further um, or learn more about Saturn returns or Saturn or just to have any further inquiries answered, feel free to reach out to me. Um, You can reach me through Instagram. You can reach me through email. You can book a reading with me as well. I am doing virtual readings So yeah, I I would love to be able to answer any questions that you may have or provide you with any guidance that you may seek and I'll do the very best that I can. Um, But I just wanted to make this episode, um, especially leading off of the last episode that I posted, to give you guys a more comprehensive view about Saturn Return. This is one of the, it's becoming more popular as of late, the Saturn return um, phenomena has, has definitely become more popularized over the past few years as, as astrology itself is becoming more popular again. Um, but uh, it's definitely one of the more significant life events that one goes through and can be recognized um, and explained from an astrological standpoint very accurately I believe so I'm going to end it here I really appreciate everyone tuning in and listening I love you guys and thank you so much for your support Um, again if you haven't already subscribed please subscribe so you never miss out on a future episode Um, and If you could leave me a review and a rating, I would so greatly appreciate it. And until next time, I will see you guys. I will speak to you guys later. Bye.